Assalamu alaikum dear listeners and welcome to CIC's podcast channel. In this series, Sheikh Akram will explore the profound teachings of Imam Nawawi, one of the most revered Islamic scholars of our time. His collection of 40 hadith encompasses a treasure trove of guidance and timeless wisdom. So get ready to be inspired and motivated. الطهور شطر الإيمان والحمد لله تملأ الميزان وسبحان الله والحمد لله تملأان أو قال تملأ ما بين السماء والأرض والصلاة نور والصدقة برهان والصبر والصبر ضياء والقرآن حجة لك أو عليك كل الناس يغدو فبايع نفسه فمعتقها أو موبقها رواه مسلم This hadith is from Abu Malik al-Ash'ayr that the Messenger of Allah said At-Tuhur al iman Purification, wudu or ghusl But in one of hadith, it's come actually in one of the version The word is al-wudu So we have to translate this al-wudu Wudu of purification That is part of half of the iman <coughs> Why is it half of the iman? Basically iman is two parts uh, What we say in Arabic language At-Takhliyatu wa-Takhliyah Takhliya means when you purify yourself, clean yourself from everything else, free yourself from everything. That takhliya. And takhliya means when you adorn yourself, beautify yourself. So in Islam, basically, there are certain things you have to clean yourself from those, those things. And then after that, there are certain qualities you have to make them, bring them, and you have to adorn them yourself with those qualities. So Islam is either takhliya or takhliya. 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 Takhliyatun. Takhliyatun means to make yourself empty, free from everything. And tahliya means to put hiliya, to adorn yourself, to beautify yourself. So tuhur, no doubt half, because half of Islam is to clean yourself. The one uh, important part of the cleaning is odu. When people do odu, they clean their body, but at the same time, odu is very effective to clean yourself, purify you from your sins, from your bad manners. So it's very important. So hadith says, tuhur ashatul iman, tuhur, Uh, you know, uh, and uh, purification, uh, that is part of the Iman, or half of the Iman. Some people actually translate Tuhur uh, as purification from the sins. But that's not the meaning, because you can see in some hadith has come Al-Wudu. And also Imam Muslim, who narrated this hadith, he had narrated this hadith in the beginning of the chapter of Tahara. So he using for Wudu, for Tahara. So that's the meaning. But no doubt, Wudu and Tahara, they also can help you to clean and to purify your heart. وَالْحَمْدُلِلَّهِ تَمْلَأُ الْمِيزَانِ And when people say Alhamdulillah, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that fills the scale of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know how big the scale of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is? Can you imagine? When you say Alhamdulillah once, it fills all the scale. Is anything can be more heavy than Alhamdulillah? When people say Alhamdulillah, it fills all the scale of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why... <coughs> Imam Ibrahim al-Nakhai, one of the great Imam of Kufa, you know, if you know uh, 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 scholarly genealogy of Abu Hanifa, Abu Hanifa is a student of Hamad bin Abi Sulaiman, and Hamad is a student of Ibrahim al-Nakhai, <coughs> and Ibrahim is a student of Al-Qama and Aswad, and Al-Qama and Aswad, they are students of Abdullah ibn Masud, so Ibrahim al-Nakhai actually used to be called in, in Kufa as Faqihul Iraq, the Faqih of the Iraqi people. And most of the fiqh actually in all madhahib, they come from Ibrahim Nakhair rahmullah ta'ala, especially Hanafi madhahib. So Ibrahim Nakhair rahmullah used to say, وَكَانَ يَرَوْنَ 
companion used to think that Alhamdulillah is among all the speeches the best one to multiply your deeds. It multiplied by many, many times. When you say Alhamdulillah, its rewards are multiplied by many, many times more than any other words. Aktarul kalam tadaifan. Imam Sufyan Thawri said, Laysa yudaifu mil kalam mithru Alhamdulillah. No word can multiply your deeds, your rewards, ayad Alhamdulillah does. Alhamdulillah makes your reward multiplied by many, many times. You can see it can fill the scale of Allah Taala, And nothing can be bigger than the scale of Allah Taala. And then the second hadith says, and, uh, and you know, Alhamdulillah, what it means? Alhamdulillah basically means that you're referring every favor to Allah Taala. You're praising Him. And when people praise someone, there can be so many ways of, of thanking. Somebody gives you something, you give him something like that. But praising someone, thanking with the word, that's more effective. To, choose, to say someone that, you know, I thank you and every favor that I've got I, I, coming from you. So, Alhamdulillah, basically, no doubt, very effective in the prayer of Allah for the thanking. And also, its rewards are multiplied by many, many times. And then the second part of the hadith says, Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah, basically, means to glorify your Lord, to make them Him high and pure from any, any fault. Not, no defect is there. <coughs> so, Alhamdulillah, to praise Him and Subhanallah, to glorify Him. So, Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah, both... In one hadith is Tamla'ana, in one of the, some of the people's Tamla'u, both are writing Arabic grammar, both fill whatever space is between the heaven and between the earth. Can anybody measure the space between the earth and the, and the heaven? Is there anybody? Actually, scientists even have not discovered the sky anyway. They don't know what heaven is. They still have only got some stars, a few things like that, but they don't know the universe of Allah Taala. There are multi, you know, many, many million, billions of those stars people don't know. There are certain stars, since they have been created, their light is coming into the direction of the earth, it still has not reached. And we know that how far, the, you know, how, how, how big the speed of, of the light is. Allah, the universe is amazing and amazing, huge and huge. The last person who will intend to paradise, his paradise will be ten times bigger than this world. The last person. So you can imagine how much is there. He's creator, he creates whatever he likes. So when people say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, each one of them fill all the space between the earth and heaven. Can any Muslim complain that I am poor? Can you be poor? Can you be poor? Anybody, whatever money they have got, does that money have more value than Subhanallah? If somebody has got big palaces, do they, those palaces have more value than Subhanallah? If somebody has got big, big cars, do those cars have you know, more value than Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah? You know, very often women are very keen for the jewelry and ornaments. Just think, anybody, whatever precious stone they have got, what your jewelry, say, Subhanallah, you got more than that person. Then nothing can be more, have more value than Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah. And you know, this is a really poetic verse I repeat so many times, but I like very much. Khaqani, one of the great poets of Persian language, you know, he was 5th century of Hijra, very, very nicely. He said, Pasassi sal, Pasassi sal, imana muhakkak shud bakhaqani. After 30 years, this meaning has become very clear to the mind of Haqqani that one moment with Allah is better than the kingdom of Sulaiman al-Islam. There has been never a kingdom better than the kingdom of Sulaiman al-Islam. When believers say, Subhanallah, what they get is more precious, more valuable than the whole kingdom of Sulaiman al-Islam. When believers say, Alhamdulillah, what they get is, it has more value than the whole kingdom of Sulaiman al-Islam. Nothing can have value. You know, understand your value. If believers say that you know, we are weak and we are poor, 
it's not right from you. What Allah has given you, nobody can have. You know, your Allah can guarantee you paradise. And paradise never can be bought by anything else. You know, you spend all the money in all the, you know, all the empires of the world. One after that, Roman empires, Persian empires, now American empires, all those empires. You give them, you can't buy paradise. It's so precious. But one Alhamdulillah can buy for you paradise. You know what you have got? Actually, nobody has got. Har du'alam qeemate khud guftai nirkh balakun ki arzani hunus. You know, one of Indian poet, Amir Khusur, Rahmanullah ta'ala, he won the seventh, he died in 725 of Hijrah. He said, Har du'alam qeemate khud guftai. You say your value is both world, this world and next world. He said, no, nirkh balakun, raise your price, still you are cheaper. You know, for a believer, nothing, no, nobody can pay your, your price. People give you all the world, this world and next world, but still the believer is more expensive, he's more valuable. Nothing can make your value. Nobody knows your price. Nobody can buy you. You are so expensive. You know, you, even one Alhamdulillah by you, one Subhanallah by you, fills all the space between the heaven and the earth. Then imagine when you read the Quran, can anybody buy that? And when you go for the prayer, the best zikr is the, uh, the prayer. Nobody can find any price for two rakah prayer. Nobody can find any price even for one sajda. When the believer go in sajda, that sajda has more value than anything else. In this whole universe, not, nothing can be paid for you. You know, when the, that thing, if you see anybody who has got more money than you, don't worry. Just say, subhanallah, you got more than that person. If anybody has anything, just say, alhamdulillah, you have got more. And to be happy. Thank Allah that he gave you time to say subhanallah. The time will come when you will like to say subhanallah, you can't say. When you are dying, after your death, there is no subhanallah, no alhamdulillah. Before your death, say subhanallah as many times you like. Alhamdulillah as many. Buy the paradise. Fill all the spaces. You have time. But when death has come, you can't do this. This is a time. You know, that, these, these words really, really, it is great favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wants to make the believers so, so pre precious that nobody can have it. You know, believers never can, should feel inferior to anybody. You know, people have nice clothes, don't worry. What you have got is better than nice, nice clothes. People have got nice houses, buildings, don't worry. You have got better than that. People have better positions. People have got power. Ministry, don't worry. You have got something better than them. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, they fill all the space between the heaven and the earth. One Subhanallah. And then, وَالصَّلَاةُ نُورٌ Then Allah has given you the prayer. The prayer is light. When people do the prayer in the morning, their light continues until the Zuhr time. Then you do prayer in the Zuhr time, your light continues until the Asr time. All the time, you know, prayer, the believers, they're with the light. Other people, they're darkness. Darkness is inside their heart, darkness on the face. When believers do the prayer, they become in the light. And just say salam to them. And just become happy with them. They welcome them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mercy upon them. When you say, when you do fajr prayer, all the time you are under the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So light is there. And that actually one uh, story is very nice here. It, uh, it is a story from Egypt. Somebody said to, to his wife that if I don't enter upon you, means I, if I don't have a relation with you, except in a, in a day which is unlucky. mashum. If I don't have a relation with you in an unlucky day, then you are divorced. And now he, he wants to all the faqih and all the jurists, people say, no, she is divorced. Because it is impossible for you to find a day which is unlucky. Because all the days of Allah, they are full of blessing. Allah, the days they are made for blessing. And you are saying if you don't enter upon your wife in an unlucky day, she divorced. So you never can find unlucky day anyway. Until she, uh, he comes, uh, 
to Shaykh Abdul Aziz Adairani Rahmanullah Ta'ala and he asked him. So Shaykh said to him, have you done the Fajr prayer this morning? So he said, no. He said, okay, go and have relations with your wife. This is your unlucky day. She's not divorced. So because see, when people don't do the prayer, it becomes unlucky for them. The whole day, you know, curse of Allah SWT, darkness is there, you know, in their heart. And people can feel really. The people who do not do prayer, they basically have darkness. Those who have got the light, they can see it. Those who don't have light, they don't see it. But those who have got the light, they can see the darkness of missing the prayer. So Hadith says, As-salat nurun, the prayer the light. Was-sadaqatu burhanun. And charity, giving charity, that's burhan, proof of the iman. It really tells you, like, you know, like also light, you know, all the time that you know how believer you are. You know, it's because people earn money with effort. They don't want to give anybody. Giving the money for the sake of Allah ta'ala, nobody knows. It is proof of your iman. Similarly, sabr really is very, very strong light. Because, you know, patience, controlling your desire, controlling your anger, controlling your, you know, a, 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 your moods, these things, you know, basically proof that you, how, how believer you are. It is very strong light. The Quran is proof for you or against you. Because if you follow the Quran, in the day of judgment, Quran will be proof for you. It will witness for you that this person should be saved. But if you don't follow the Quran, Quran is going to become proof against you. The Quran is actually book of Allah as a proof for mankind. If people follow that, Quran is going to support them. If people don't follow the Quran, Quran is going to be proof against them, witness against them. Everybody starts their morning. Everybody gets up in the morning and they're doing this thing. Then they sell themselves. Everybody is selling himself. They sell, so they free themselves. Or they destroy themselves. Everybody is offering for sale. But the thing is, if you sell yourself, in a way that you get the prayer, you get the fasting, you read the Quran, then you know you are going to free yourself. But if you sell yourself for dunya, you are earning money, making money, making, being greedy, and you know competing people in the buildings and in the cars, then you destroy yourself. One has to understand really where you, how you're going to sell yourself. If you sell yourself for, for money, for position, you know, for worldly matters, then basically you are going to destroy yourself. If you are going to sell yourself, yourself for ibadat, for the knowledge, for the piety, for the fear of Allah then freeing yourself from, from, from the sin. So, you know, this is very important. Everybody in the morning, you can see people start their day by selling themselves. So, I, you know, one has to understand really how much value is for yourself. Don't sell yourself for, you know, for small things. You know, money, gold and silver, they don't, they don't have your value. They don't know your value. You, you are far, far, far beyond that. So, you know, that this hadith really, no doubt, every hadith has the parts of miracle. It says, nas All the people, they start their mourning. Everybody sell themselves. Some people, they free themselves by selling, and some people, they destroy themselves. Al-Hadith al-Rabi'u al-Ishroon. An Abi Dharrin al-Ghifari radiallahu ta'l'anhu. An al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fima yarwihi an Allah an... فيما يرويه عن ربي عز وجل يا أنه قال يا عبادي إني حرمت ظلم على نفسي وجعلت جعلته بينكم محرما فلا تظالموا يا عبادي كلكم ضال إلا من هديته فاستهدوني أهدكم يا عبادي كلكم جائع إلا من أطعمته فاستطعموني أطعمكم يا عبادي كلكم عار إلا من كسوته فاستكسوني أكسكم يا عبادي إنكم تخطئون بالليل والنهار وأنا أغفر الذنوب جميعا فاستغفروني أغفر لكم يا عبادي 
انكم لن تبلغوا ضري فتضروني ولن تبلغوا نفعي فتنفعوني يا عبادي لو ان اولكم واخركم وانسكم وجنكم كانوا على اتقى قلب رجل واحد منكم ما زاد ذلك في ملك شيء يا عبادي لو ان اولكم واخركم وانسكم وجنكم كانوا على افجر قلب رجل واحد منكم ما نقص ذلك من ملك شيء يا عبادي لو ان اولكم واخركم وانسكم وجنكم قاموا في صعيد واحد فسالوني فاعطيت كل واحد مسالته ما نقص ذلك من ملك شيء مما عندي الا كما ينقص المخيط اذا ادخل البحر يا عبادي انما هي اعمالكم احصيها لكم ثم وفيكم اياها فمن وجد خيرا فليحمد الله ومن وجد غير ذلك فلا يلومن الا نفسه رواه مسلم This actually is very very important hadith and this hadith قال الحديث المسلسل بالشاميين This hadith has been narrated you know for many centuries by people of Syria and actually even now we have got actually the whole sanad by Syrian people going back to Abu Dhar Ghafari radiyallahu ta'ala anhu everybody in the sanad is from Syria so hadith قال المسلسل بالشاميين ان الامام احمد الحمر رحمه الله تعالى يوسف سي هذا اشرف حديث للشاميين هذا اشرف حديث للشاميين فار بيبل اوف سيريا ذس از ذا موست نوبل حديث بيبل اوف حديث سيريا هاف نوت غت اني حديث مور نوبل ذان ذس اند ذا ناريتر اوف ذس حديث فرام ابو الغفاري رضي الله تعالى عنه ابو ادريس الخولاني رحمه الله تعالى وين ايفر هي ناريتر ذس حديث تو هيز ستودنتس هي يوز تو سيت اون هيز نيز and you know because of the fear of the hadith then he should teach not lying not standing sitting on the knees leaning on the knees and then narrate the hadith this hadith is really no doubt important and people of the hadith say that this one of those hadith people should make effort to teach their children and make them to, to memorize the hadith really this hadith you know tells you about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his power his mercy and his rahma you know more than anything else so abu dar ghafari radhi allah narrates from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in those of the hadith which the prophet narrates from his lord azza wa jalla you know first thing understand the quran is from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the word and with the meaning and saying so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam all of them they are revelation they are also from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only difference between hadith and quran is that quran is with the word of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hadith does not have word of allah hadith is in the word of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so meaning has come from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam use his own words Sometimes words are clear, agreed upon. Sometimes there are differences among the narrators, but the words are from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So Hadith and Quran both are revelation. There is no difference in being revelation. The difference only is Quran has come in the words of Allah subhanahu wa taala sent by under Jibril alayhi salam, and it, it, the book is known well. And Hadith is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa taala. The meaning and words are from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Some of those Hadiths which Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam no doubt all of them is from Allah. Some of these Hadiths the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam very clearly said it is from Allah. He said Allah Taala has said some of them, not all of them, but no doubt everything from Allah anyway. But for some of them, He said, you know, it is from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. People of the later generation they call these hadith al hadith al qudsi. But basically, the thing is, the true people know. This called ulama know it does not make any difference. It has no importance because every hadith from Allah anyway. And that's why people of early generation like Bukhari, Muslim, everybody they never make a distinction of the hadith because of this matter. So this all term of hadith qudsi and all those things they are exaggerated by the later people. Every single hadith is from the Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala anyway. Whether the Prophet said or did not so, say it is coming from him. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Ya ibadi, O my slaves, inni haram tu gulm ala nafsi. I forbidden myself from gulm. I never do wrongdoing. No doubt, really, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala never can do. 
you know, he's pure from that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no doubt, he's adil, you know, he's just in everything. So I made the zulm haram upon me. وَجَعَلْتُهُ بَيْنَكُمْ وَحَرَّمًا And also I made the zulm as haram among you. It is haram forbidden for the people to do zulm. فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا Never do zulm. What zulm means? Zulm basically means like, you know, moving things from its right, right place or putting the things not in the right place. So whenever people do any injustice, any wrongdoing, that basically zulm. So zulm means when you don't put things in the right place. So somebody, for example, needs respect from you, you don't respect him, that is zulm. You know, somebody, somebody, you know, you know, somebody, you owe some money to someone. If you don't pay money on the time, that is zulm. You know, you people have got, you know, there are certain duties upon them, you know, for their wives. If people don't do them properly, that is zulm. Women have got, you know, certain duties upon them for their husband. If they don't do them, that is zulm. You know, subjects have got certain duties upon them for their rulers. If they don't do, that is zulm. Similarly, if the rulers don't do, you know, their duties properly, that is zulm. Any zulm basically can be more general. So, you know, any wrongdoing out of arrogance, out of ignorance, anything, that is zulm. فَلَا تَظَالَمُوا Don't do zulm. يَا عِبَادِي كُلُّكُمْ غَالٌ إِلَّا مَنْ هَدَيْتُهُ Oh, my slaves, all of you are misled all if you are in the era except those who i guide you know we should really have some self honor really any people who claim of guidance and that guidance does not come from allah don't take it guidance never can come from any source other than allah then no guidance any people who teach you of something guidance and that is not coming from allah that must have error never can be guidance guidance the perfect thing for guidance is Allah and he has made his guidance clear in the Quran and then in the Sunnah of the Prophet So guidance never can have any source other than Allah So he says Oh my slaves, all of you are misled, all of you are in error except those who I guide Ask me to guide you, I will guide you And that's why you can see in the prayer we say Al-Fatiha we ask him to guide us, to keep us on the right path, in straight path. So that guidance only can come from Allah and ask him alone. Nobody can guide you without Allah Actually, even the Prophet وسلم, the Quran says, O Prophet, you cannot guide who you want, but Allah can guide whoever he wants. So it is not that Prophet wants somebody to be guided. They will know, because you know, like his uncle Abu Talib, so, help, so much helpful for him and helped him in the beginning of Islam. And the Prophet was so keen if Abu Talib can accept Islam. But he didn't accept Islam. And there was Wahashi, you know, the one who killed the uncle of the Prophet Hamza. He killed Hamza. And when the Prophet conquered Makkah, Wahashi came to the Prophet and he became Muslim. And the Prophet asked him, how did you kill my uncle Hamza? He explained the whole story. Then the Prophet said to Wahashi, don't come in front of me because your coming reminds me of my uncle. Then he disappeared. So you can see the Prophet did not like him, but Allah liked him, Allah guided him. But later on, Wahashi did one thing good in Islam, then when Musaylima Kazab he claimed that, you know, he was a liar anyway, that he claimed that he is a Prophet, and then army of Muslims came to, to, to fight him, Wahashi was also in that army. And one of the reports said, Wahashi is the one who killed Musaylima Kazab. And when, Musaylima, when he killed the Musaylima, to one of the slave girl from the palace of Musaylima, she said, Qatalahu al-Abdul al 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 Aswad. The Balayak Saleh has killed him. And then after that whole thing finished, 
then Vahashi uh, uh, used to say, I have killed the best person on the face of the earth, and I also have killed the worst person on the face of the earth. And he used to say, if Allah the Messenger had been alive, he would have been so pleased with me. But you can see, it could be that Allah the Messenger somehow, because of the hu- being human, he is not happy with someone, but it does not mean that Allah will not be happy. Allah the happiness is different. And that way, of when Aisha the Allah, Allah her purification, her, she is pure, this her purity was revealed in the Quran and came to Prophet Then her parent asked her, to thank the Prophet She said, no, I'm not going to thank him. I'm going to thank my Lord. And the Prophet doesn't mind because this actually right actually. Everything comes from our Lord. To thank him and ask him to guide. All of you are in there except those who I guide. Ask me to guide you. And it is impossible that you ask him. He does not guide. He will guide you. I will guide. He never lies. When he makes promise, Allah never breaks his promise. If he says, if you ask me guidance, I will guide you, he will guide you. He never can break his promise. Oh my slaves, all of you are hungry. People are not born with the food. Except those who I feed. Ask me to feed you, and I'll feed you. Oh my slaves. All, all of you are born, all of you are naked, except those who I give the clothes. Ask me, I will give the clothes. Oh my slaves, you keep doing mistakes and sins all the day and night. No doubt really. It's impossible for the human being not to do mistakes. We all the time keep doing mistakes. Sometimes we do major sins, sometimes we commit minor sins, sometimes many mistakes. But people's life is full of the mistakes, day and night. So, oh my slaves, you keep doing mistakes and sins all the day and night. And I, I cover all the sins. I forgive all your sins, whatever you do. Ask me to forgive you, I will forgive you. So easy. You know, we do keep doing mistakes and come to him and he forgives everything. You become dirty, jump in the river, come out clean. You know, that's how oceans are. You know, if you have an ocean, if you have a river, you know, and you are dirty, you jump in, in there and you clean yourself, come out, you are clean. So the river and they wash you. And if you come to the river and you say, no, I'm so dirty, how can I come to you? You are so pure and nice and this and that. I, how can I jump in you? You know, I, I, I'm not, a, you know, uh, able to, to jump in you. you. You remain dirty. The only, you know, actually somebody came to the river and said to the river that, you know, I'm so dirty and, and unclean and you are so pure. So how can I jump into you? You are so clean. So the river said to him that the only way for your cleaning is jump in me. There's no other way. You have to jump in me, then you'll be clean, pure. There's no other way. If people are dirty, full of the mistake, full of the sin, there's no way to clean, no way to purify, except to come to your Lord, ask him, he will clean you, will purify you. Go to anybody, to go to so and so, go to anybody in the world, nobody's going to help you. But come to your Lord, all your mistakes, your sins are forgiven. You know, if you come to the people, they enjoy your mistakes. People really, there are people who enjoy, if you do mistakes, they enjoy that. If you slip somewhere, people laugh at you. But when you come to your Lord with a mistake, does he laugh at you? Does he enjoy your mistakes? Does he enjoy your sins? No. He is merciful. He loves you. He loves to clean and purify you. So he says, I forgive all the sins. First, ask me to forgive you. I will forgive all your sins. Oh my slaves, you never can reach to a stage to harm me, so then you can harm me. It is impossible. You cannot reach to a stage to benefit me, 
so that you can benefit me, it is impossible. Ya ibadi, law anna awwalakum wa akhirakum wa insakum wa jinnakum. Oh my slaves, if all the people, earlier people among you, and the last generation, and all the human being, and all the jinn, kanu ala atqa qalbi rajulin wahidin minkum, they become on the most pious heart of a man. You know, if all the people, they become the most pious people, you know, like the most pious person possible. Like for example, if all the people become like the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Everybody, all the people become like Ibrahim al-Islam, very pure, all the heart clean, from Adam until the last person, and all the jinnis. Is it going to decrease in the kingdom of Allah It will never increase anything in my kingdom. So when Allah asks people to be guided, it is not that people are going to benefit him. Nobody can benefit him. When people are, Allah asks people to to get the guidance, Allah SWT asking them to benefit those people, not him. So when we believe in Allah SWT, we are benefiting ourselves. Allah does not get anything. That's why I said, if all the people, they become on the heart of the most pious person, that is not going to increase anything in the kingdom of Allah SWT. Similarly, people cannot harm him. Says, oh my slaves, if all people from the beginning, and all the last people, and all the human beings, and all the jinnis, they become on the most sinful heart of any man among you. Lots of people become like on the heart of Shaitan, for example, or people become like on the heart of Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab, or you know, or Qarun, or Firaun. If people become all people become like that, that will not decrease anything from my kingdom. Nobody can harm me. And then he said, Ya Ibadi, Law Anna Walakum, Wahirakum, Wa Insakum, Wa Jinnakum, Kamu fi Saidin Wahidin. Oh my slaves, if all people from the earlier generation, from the last people, all human beings and all the jinnis, they stand somewhere, they stand in one simple surface, same surface, everybody is there. And everybody asks me whatever they desire. Everybody, everybody has their own desire and they have no limit to ask. They ask me, and then I give everybody whatever they ask. You know, imagine how many big numbers of people will be. From beginning until the last person, from all human beings and from all the jinns. Everybody is there and everybody is asking Allah whatever they want. And then he give everybody whatever they want. That will not decrease anything from what I have got. Except you know, needle. You know, if you put a needle in, in, in the ocean and take out how much water will be there. As this needle can decrease the water of the ocean it will be same. It is less than that. You know, if you put a needle in the ocean, it can decrease something. But when Allah gives people whatever they want, nothing is going to decrease in his kingdom. His kingdom is basically unimaginable. His creator, when he creates one seed of the mango, within that seed of the mango, he has ability to create millions and billions of mangoes. This is how his kingdom is. You know, from one human being, he can create so many human beings. From one, you know, one, uh, one horse, he can make so many horses. From one camel, he can make so many camels. From one tree, he can make so many trees. Now, you know, nobody, nobody can stop him. He's creator. He's the inventor. He's the mubda. He's the muftir. He creates things from nothing. He's fatur samawati world. You know, it is like, Ya ibadi, innama hi a'amalukum, uhsiha lakum, thumma wafiikum iyaha. Oh my slaves, these are your actions, your deeds. You do good deeds, iman amal, whatever you do, you come to me, I count them. I keep them for you. And then when you come there, 
I will give you full reward, whatever you have been doing. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَرْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ Those who find anything good, they should thank Allah, that Allah guided them and they did something good. وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَ And anybody who gets it, other than that, meaning is punishment. Or anger from Allah SWT, they should not blame anyone other than themselves. It's kind of silly how nice this hadith really is. The power of Allah, the mercy of Allah SWT, you know, really good. So why anybody should go to anybody else? Asking the you know, guidance, go to him. Ask any help for the food, for any material thing, come to him. He is the one who actually has everything and who can give to people everything and it does not make any burden upon him. When you ask anybody, it makes a burden upon the people. When you ask Allah SWT, no burden because you know, for him, nothing is there, doesn't matter. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To help us create more content like this and more, please consider supporting us by donating whatever you can. Please visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and click the donate button. Jazakallahu khairan.